Hello and welcome to the Jordan High 2004 podcast. This is Steve. And this is Gonzo. Gonzo, how you doing? Good, Steve. I've, I guess I got a little news. Yeah, let's um, hear it. I bought a new, a new for me, it's like a used car, but I bought a new car. Really? I wondered why your car was packed out on that street. Yeah, so we're like selling that car to my niece. It's like sort of selling because it cost us like a thousand bucks to like, I took it to the mechanic and I'm like, hey, just tune it up, like, like fix everything with it, you know, like let's get it up, like yeah, working really well. And it's like, okay, it's like you got these belts, drive belts or whatever, like your power steering, you got this little hose or something. So it's like, okay, cool. It's like a thousand bucks and then I'm selling it to her for a thousand bucks. So like that old, yeah, and we, uh, I got a hybrid. I always wanted like a hybrid, like a smaller car that's like economic, like good gas mileage. Now you're going to be getting like 55 miles to the gallon. Yeah. So like the, I've been driving it for a few days. And it measures like you're driving and I've been hitting 50 miles to the gallon on the way to like work every day and on the way back. So That's really nice. Yeah. So it was exciting. I'm like, and you know, it's, it's the first time we've always, when we got a newer car, like, or a new car for us, it was always like Bonnie's and the, you know, for her to drive with the kids. So this is the first time that I get the, the newer car. So it's like exciting. I'm excited for you. It makes me a little nervous though because you and Drew bought like, or you guys have been doing like Fitbit. You got a Fitbit watch, and you're yeah. like, you need to buy one. You need to buy one. So finally, I bought one. And now you bought this new car, and now it's like, oh shoot! <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, gotta keep be- up with the Joneses, Steve. You need a new car. Oh, God's got a new car. And I, I'll go home and be like, Natalie, buying a new car tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, after um, recording we can swim the garage in it and I can show you it <laughs> but uh, no I, I'm happy for you I know you've been talking about that for a while so I'm like I'm really I'm excited for you to just have a new car for you to just commute in yeah listen to the, your favorite podcasts I know it's like because I've always had an older car so this one's like got bells and whistles like my phone connects to it and stuff so I don't know I know everybody's like everybody's probably driving a car like <laughs> That's not fancy, but it's exciting for me. That's so fun. Well, who are we talking to tonight? So we've got Holly Center tonight, Holly Davis in high school. So I'm excited to talk to her. She got called out, I think, a couple times by um, Elena and by Brienne. So finally, we got her on the schedule and she's here. I know. I'm excited. And it's it's fun because we we were at the point where we didn't have any more episodes and then we've had some people doing work for us, helping us get people on the schedule. And yeah. she's one of them that was like, okay, yeah, I'll come on. So really looking forward to this one. Love it. And no uh, technical difficulties. The sound was great the whole no, time. The whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. So here's our conversation with Holly. Holly, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for keep for holding on. You've been on as we were trying to figure out some technical difficulties for like 20 minutes. So <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I won't lie. The Google Meet's given me some like PTSD anyways because we went through the whole COVID era. And I don't like in Salt Lake, I know kids were online or at school, right? In person as much as they could. But in Vegas, we were online for a solid year. Oh, wow. And so as a second grade teacher... I was teaching 22 second graders through Google Meet, and it was like survival of the fittest. 
It was crazy. And I, and I was in a household, my husband's also a teacher. And so I was in a household with two teachers, three students, all doing school online for a whole year. So do you guys need like five laptops? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Everyone had their own Chromebooks. We had like, I even stole desks from my school to put in my kids' bedrooms to be like, this is your school station. Oh. Like, this is where you're going to post up because your school is on a computer. That's really good. That's smart. <laughs> See, one of the benefits of being a teacher, you can just go snag some desks from the school. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> you feel like you're at school because I brought school to you. You don't need to go to school. How funny. <laughs> so catch us up a little bit. Tell us um, what's been happening since uh, 2004. 2004. That's so long ago. So crazy catch you up. So my senior year of high school, I wasn't really sure like what I was going to do after school. Like it wasn't a big topic of conversation in my house and what's next. And so I was like, okay, I might go be a nanny back East. Like I've grown up babysitting. Kids are cool. I can go be a nanny back East and go to cosmetology school. Cause I love doing hair and I would always do all my friends hair for school dances and things like that. But my senior year of high school, I got a chance to play in the all-star game for soccer. And so when I was playing in that game, I got recognized by a coach at Southern Utah University. And they offered me a scholarship. And I was like, why not? What else am I going to do? Let's go for it. Let's get out of the house. So I got a scholarship and I went and played soccer at Southern Utah University. My freshman year, I was roommates with Brianne, like she had said, and Missy. Um, and that was amazing. Like, I would have never thought I was going to go to college and be roommates with them. My mom was like, yes, best roommates ever. <laughs> this will be great. Go ahead. So it was really cool. Like, I had to work as a freshman to beat out a senior. And I played all four years as oh, wow. their goalie. Awesome. And that was awesome. And then after my sophomore, my freshman year, Brianne and Missy started doing other things, so I started housing with some other soccer players, things like that. I had to go down early for sports, so nobody was really at school yet other than the athletes. And and this football player in the dorms decided to stick his head out the windows. We're all hanging out, get my number, DJ, and he's my husband now. So, <laughs> so I... <laughs> So I, I met him my uh, freshman year. We talked a little bit and then started dating my sophomore year. Cedar was fun. I loved SUU. Like the size of the school was perfect because you weren't just a number at a big university, but it wasn't small enough that everybody knows your business and everybody knows who you are. You know what I mean? In college, like my friends would come down from Salt Lake, like, Kristen, Elena, Abby, even Kaylin a couple times. And when I say we threw some parties, we <laughs> everyone knew my friends were in town. <laughs> like, we threw some parties. Like, I lived on a three-story apartment, and it was just one they had built really quick. Like, it was DIY type of apartment. And we had a party, and by the time everybody had gotten there, I wouldn't even go on the living room dance floor because I swear the floor was like Boeing. Like oh, wow. we had oh, so many people at this party. Like <laughs> everyone would know when my friends are in town, we would hang out. College was a blast. Like the experiences I got from soccer and being able to travel and just do what I loved was so much fun, like more fun than I could have imagined. 
and then from there, my junior year, after my junior year, two days after turning 21, I decided to marry DJ. <laughs> and everybody's <laughs> like, what are you doing? And I was, I'm from Utah. We're supposed to get married young. That's how it works. <laughs> how it works. I'm and almost he, an, old, an old maid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 21. Yes. The clock is so, ticking. And, and I, I grew up in a household where like, interracial relationships were like not okay like that's how my parents were raised that's how they were raised like keep to what we know not a good thing and I go to college and I meet this big black dude from Vegas like okay so my parents would come to some of my soccer games my uh sophomore junior year and DJ would be at my games and I couldn't even like get the courage to introduce them like I was dating DJ, couldn't get myself to introduce them because I was just so worried about how they would react. You know what I mean? Like, hmm. like for example, in high school, I knew a black kid from our school was going to ask me to a dance. And I was on a road trip with my parents, and I'm like, hey, this kid wants to ask me to a dance, blah, blah, blah. And my dad responds with, I'll answer my door with my shotgun. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow. shit. Wow. <laughs> like, no, don't ask me. This is not a good idea. And then I go to college and bring home DJ. So that was fun. That was an interesting moment. It took a lot to like introduce him to my family and get the stereotypical views out of their minds that they've had and just like how they were raised. But he's a great guy. He really is this big old softy that you wouldn't know it. So I introduced him to my family and and things were good. My parents loved him. And I started bringing him around my family. And that, that was an adventure. It was funny because he's this city boy from Vegas coming to Utah. And I grew up like going camping and doing outdoor adventures and things like that. So <laughs> I, I introduced him to my family. And he got to know everybody. And we would go shooting growing up, like out on the west side of Utah Lake and stuff like that. And <laughs> we're out there shooting and, and we've got like an AK-47, we're shooting different shotguns, things like that. And my dad's like, yeah, let's shoot the handguns. Okay, sounds good. And DJ gets up there and all of a sudden he has his handgun and he just goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no. <laughs> but it looks so cool. <laughs> That's how you do it on Xbox. Yeah. Right? Like, pow, pow. <laughs> My dad was like, who did you bring home? I was like, it's fine. He plays video games. No big deal. <laughs> so, yeah. And we kind of just were dating. And, and there was times when I'd bring him. And he's from Vegas. And he came up in the wintertime. And when it would snow enough, we'd get out our four-wheelers and tie a sled behind our four-wheelers. We're like, hop on, DJ. It's going to be great. And I lived in a cul-de-sac. So we started off and <laughs> they take off and DJ just takes a hard right. I don't know why, because the four-wheeler was going straight. He just takes a hard right. And before we even get out of the cul-de-sac, he just hits a parked car. Oh, my gosh. And I'm just like, this is some white people shit. Like, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> so, so it was good. We introduced him to some white people shit and he loved it. So... Um, we ended up getting married two days after I turned 21, like I said, and we've been together for this year. We're going on 16 years. 
of marriage. That's so awesome. it's been awesome. Like he played football at SUU, I played soccer, and we just kind of meshed well and brought it all together. A few years after we were married, I got pregnant my senior year of college and did my college graduation the size of a beached whale. Like, good to see you. I don't want to be here. I'm just going to have this baby. <laughs> yeah, my son Jackson was born June after we graduated, and he's now 13, going on 14 this year. And he's an awesome kid. He's like taken over the sports life. Like all my kids are in sports and it's awesome to just see them grow and develop those skills because not only does sports teach you skills, but it teaches you like life skills. You know what I mean? Like how to cope with other people, how to handle stressful situations and how to just have routine in your life to just make it better. So Jackson, he plays football, he plays basketball and he also does track and field. He's busy all year round. I had another baby, Jade. She's now 11. She's into basketball. She gave soccer a try and she was like, "Mm, running, I'll pass. I'll pass. (laughs) She's like her mom. That's why I was a goalie. So I was like, I get it. Just stick with basketball. It's short distance. Um, So she's loving that. And then I have Jordan also. She's nine and she's quite the character. She's a jokester and just free-spirited, and she's into sports, too, and she's killing it in basketball and wants to give soccer a try in the spring. So we have three kiddos, and they're keeping us super busy and our hands full, but we're loving it. And we were up in Salt Lake for a good nine years after graduating college and moved up there because my dad got diagnosed with cancer. And so I was like, I want to have every opportunity I can to be around him and just like do the most we can, obviously. But nine years ago, yeah, nine years ago, he passed away from cancer. And so it was kind of just like, why not try something else? Why not give Vegas a try? And we moved down to Vegas like four years ago in 2018. And it was amazing. It was amazing to like move closer to DJ's family and and get to know their side of the family because we had so much time in Salt Lake with mine and just the friends we had up there were amazing. All in all with my kids, I I became a teacher. I don't know why, because I was not one that was like, I love school. (laughs) (laughs) It was not my jam. Um, So I became a teacher and I, I mostly became a teacher just so I could be on the same schedule as my kids. You know what I mean? Like I didn't want to be the mom that was working till seven or eight at night and they're home by themselves after because I know how much trouble they can get into. I got in a little bit of trouble myself. So I'm like, mm, we're going to stop that. We need to <laughs> <control> the same. <laughs> You're not going to repeat. So I'm an elementary teacher. I've taught second grade. I taught PE for a few years and that was really fun. Third grade, some of my career. And now I'm an instructional coach that is out of the classroom. And I kind of mentor other teachers just on best teaching practices, if that's what you want to call it, um, and how to survive, really. I've been taken off with that in 2018. I was awarded Teacher of the Year at Copper oh, Elementary. That's yeah. Awesome. Good so for you. Who would, have, who would have thought that I'd become a teacher? And I guess I just love kids. So I'll take it on, and that's what I do. Did you plan to, because you said DJ's a teacher as well, right? 
Yeah. Was that the plan that you that he was going to be a teacher and you were going to be a teacher, or when? How long has he no. been teaching? So, so when we graduated college, he had a criminal justice degree, and uh, he got a job for the state, and he was working for the state when we were first married, and then he was getting jealous of all the summers I had off and like <laughs> the holidays I would have off. So he was like, mm, I want in on that. So he went and got his master's in education and started coaching Cyprus football and teaching out at Cyprus. So he joined the teacher world later on when we were married after a few years. That's awesome. Very cool. But yeah, so we both have our master's and just been working hard because if you don't get education as a teacher, you don't make money. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So it's been good, though. I can't complain. My kids are awesome, and it's been a good road so far. That's really cool. Thank you for catching us up. And maybe at this point, will you just tell us a little bit about yourself in high school? Like, what were you like as a teenager? How would you see yourself? Oh, me in high school. So I came into high school with not, like, the best group of kids around me. And just, like kind of getting into some trouble, things like that. And my parents are always like, you have to be careful who you surround yourself with. And I'm, no, I'm not going to do what they're doing. It's fine. I did what they were doing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so sophomore year of high school, coming into high school, it was, I was just like, I was testing the boundaries. I was doing things I shouldn't be doing around the wrong people. Like the friends I was with just were the wrong people getting into the wrong things. And so I can see why Brianne's mom didn't invite me to her 16th <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to either. Like, saw, like, my nickname was Hellion for a reason. <laughs> uh, I would just kind of test the boundaries, you know what I mean? And so sophomore year, it's so funny because when Brianne brought up my car accident that I was in, um, I was listening to the podcast on the way home from taking my kids to the dentist. <laughs> and... And Brianne's like, Holly was was in a car, like, bringing up that whole story. And my son looks at me and he's like, she's not going to tell it. She's not going to tell it. <laughs> and I was like, she's telling it. <laughs> and they were just, they were laughing so hard because my sophomore year, my parents were out of town. And Angela, my sister that's two years older than me, was at the dance that night. And I was like, hmm, I want to go to this party like go and do things I shouldn't be doing like lesson learned I was with my best friend Katie and we were like all right let's stop by we'll pick up Brianne and then we'll head to the party and Brianne couldn't go like she was saying and we were leaving her house and I remember not moving before Katie would put on her seatbelt and I was like no girl put your seatbelt on like we're out here we don't have I don't have a driver's license like we gotta be as safe as we can <laughs> At least um, you went that far. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At least yeah. I listened to my instincts, right? Like, girl, put your seatbelt on. Because I kid you not, two minutes later, I pulled out of Brianne's neighborhood and I ran a red light and I T-boned a van. Oh my and gosh. And just my parents' car. Totaled it. And I was just like, oh my gosh. I think this was like my rude awakening of like, girl, you got to wake up and you got to figure out your life. You know what I mean? So that was an adventure. Like it was, back in the day, people didn't have cell phones. I didn't have a cell phone. I didn't have numbers memorized. I had a couple numbers that I knew, 
And so I ended up calling my sister who's at the dance and like words spread like wildfire at this <laughs> dance. Like, oh my gosh. You know what I mean? And like to the point where I got back to school that Monday and a girl, I don't even know who the girl was, like came up to me. I was like, is it true that you stole a car from the dealership and you were running from the cops? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, girl, I'm not gay. Story telephone to like Fast and the Furious, like actually, right. yes, yes, <laughs> right, like skirt, skirt, no, no. So, so that was an experience that was like a rude awakening of like, you've got to do something. And my sophomore year, I dropped all my friends. Like, I was like, I got to be done. I can't get myself in this situation. I have sports going for me. Like, I got to do better. And so, I dropped like all my friends, and it was so hard. Like walking through the school as a sophomore and like seeing those friends and be like, I can't talk to you. Like I got to be done was like one of the hardest things I've ever done. I, I had to move forward and I just kind of looked at every opportunity that I had past that. So I started making new friends. I was in PE and I was shooting the basketball around and coach Kramer was like, you got to come play for our team. And so I started playing for the basketball team. I met Kristen Amarico and Kaylin and became friends with them. I became friends with Elena a lot more. Um, but it was tough. You know, I, I took on every opportunity I could and just I wanted to be involved as much as I could and get to know people as much as I could. So I played for the basketball team my junior and senior year of high school. And that was so much fun. Like I knew I wasn't going to go anywhere with it, but it was a blast. You know what I mean? Like the opportunities I had there, I was throwing the football in PE and those coaches were like, you got to come throw the javelin. Okay. Why not? <laughs> you know what I mean? So I went on the track team for my junior year and I took third in state that year with the javelin. And so I kind of just took on every opportunity I could and enjoy every moment of it. But of course I'd, play with fire and get into things that were crazy. And I mean, like, I feel like things are so much more publicized these days that, oh my gosh, thank goodness they weren't when I was growing up. Good thing they weren't. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> Like if TikTok so, had been invented back then. <laughs> sure. No, On any social media, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. So it was cool. Like I always worked having seminary as first period. You know, my parents wanted me to go to seminary. I'm like, sure. I'd be going to, or Elena would be walking to seminary because she had a first period too. And I'd be walking the other way like, hey girl, breakfast, where are we going? We want to go over to the Todd's house and out with Adam and Jeff. Why not? Like, let's do this. So I, I mixed school and sports with as much fun as I could have. You know what I mean? Because because I really enjoyed just having those experiences and having fun with people. That's so, awesome. So yeah, it sounds like sports were super important. Friends and you know taking taking opportunities, having as much fun as possible too, and maybe getting into a little trouble. Did a little bit. Did you have people like call you out? Like you say, I the hardest thing you had to do was drop your friends. Like, did yeah. you have your friends be like? Yeah. Like what's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. Like my best friend, Katie, like had a really hard time with it. And like, I kind of just had to put up my guard, you know what I mean? And protect myself as much as I could. 
and it was it was scary. It was it was hard. It was intimidating. But I'm so grateful that I made the decisions I did because I could have definitely gone down the wrong path and got myself into situations I couldn't get myself out of. You know what I mean? So it was tough, but I took every opportunity that I could past that. And yeah, let's give it a try. You know, I, <laughs> I get viewed as the instigator. Like I'm always like, hey, what mischief can we get into? Right? <laughs> but I will say if I'm an instigator, most of the time I'm at least going to do it with you. If I'm going to like encourage you to do something that's a little overboard or fun or crazy, I'll probably do it with you. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, like, I don't know. It was a great time. There was this one time that um, there was a bike jump in Alpine. I don't know if you guys ever went to that bike jump that would go off a jump and go into a lake. And you you I've would just tie it. Yeah, I had never been into it. Yeah. Didn't get into that? Yeah, Matt Marchant and, and a bunch of those guys were going to this bike jump. And you tie a life jacket to the bike. And you go off the bike jump and land the bike in the lake, right? So we're up there, a bunch of guys are going, they're going off, and there was a bunch of girls there too, and, and they're like, I'll go if Holly goes, I'll go if Holly goes, okay, let's do this. So, so I'm going down this hill, it's a dirt hill, and they have it on video, these assholes, they have it on video. In the video, my hair's like a short bob, it's cut, and they decided to not tell me that you're supposed to stand up on the bike to like help balance it more, and I'm sitting down and pedaling down the hill, and all of a sudden, I start shaking on the bike, <laughs> and before I even go off the bike jump, I just crash. Oh! I over the handlebars. It was bad news. I was cut everywhere. I was bruised everywhere. I had to like dry, or I had to like wash myself off in the river because I was cut everywhere. Right. Oh. And there I go instigating stuff. Like I'm the first one to get the damage. But the <laughs> best part of it all is that. These assholes came over to my house like the next day. Matt, Elena, Kristen, they come walking through my parents' door. And I'm on the couch recovering from this injury. And they're like, look what we have. You want to watch your crash? <laughs> and they, they brought the film over and they were like, watch this. So here I am like still dying on the couch. And they're just laughing at me hysterically. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> Those are good friends. Yeah. yeah. If anyone ha anyone listening has that video, please send it to uh, Jordan. Oh my High, gosh, it's got to be out there somewhere. Yeah. I've even reached out to Elena. Matt. Like <laughs> that video has to be somewhere. You know what I mean? I don't know who has it, but if they find it, please let me know because <laughs> I want to watch it too. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I just I just took every opportunity I could, like I said, and and run with it and. See what happens. Live in the moment and, and go with it. So tell us about who you are now. How have you changed? I mean, I've changed, but I've also stayed the same. Like, my, my hellion days have turned into a motto of irresponsibly responsible. <laughs> because because I'm, I have personalities. I'm a teacher. I'm a mom. And I'm also Holly. You know what I mean? It depends what I'm doing that day and where I'm going. Um, but I would say that, that I've learned not to take things for granted. You know what I mean? Like as a kid and you just don't see the big aspect, you don't see the big picture of life like you do as an adult. And so it was like you were untouchable in high school and, 
and nothing could hurt you or nothing could happen. But I've kind of learned after high school just to not take things for granted, you know, and and live in the moment. Like with losing my dad at 27, it was just like, how can you prepare for that? You know what I mean? And and not only how can you prepare for it, but when it does happen, because disappointment's going to happen in all our lives. It's just a matter of a, at what point, how do you handle it and how do you move forward going on? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think as an adult, like, and having my kids, I've, I've learned a lot more empathy, having a lot more empathy in my life and having a lot more gratitude in my life and just like valuing the relationships that I have with people because I genuinely love like helping people, getting to know people and, and different cultures and different backgrounds and value the people that I know. You know what I mean? So yeah, I would just say being grateful, like 2021 on Mother's Day, my kids and my husband and I were headed to the mountains for Mother's Day. Like that's my Zen mode. I grew up in the mountains. Like I go camping as much as I can. Um, but just to get away and on our way, we were leaving and my youngest daughter got in the car first and she sat in the middle and my, my side seats have boosters. And I was just like, why don't you sit in your normal spot so you can have a booster? Like that's what you need. And she's like, Jackson and Jade want me to sit here. Okay, that's fine. Like I need you to sit there. So that intuition, 10 minutes later, we were on I-15 headed to the mountains and we got into a car accident that completely shut down I-15. Oh, Um, We were a third car in like a serious accident to where like I could have lost one of my kids. I could have lost my husband or myself, but, but I had to find the gratitude in that situation that number one, I listened to my instincts and was like, please sit where you need to sit with my youngest daughter. And I'm grateful for my husband's reaction in that accident because it essentially could have saved one of our kids' lives. You know what I mean? Um, So just taking the time in this crazy world and everything that's going on to find gratitude in the situations that you're presented with is huge to me. I would just say living in the moment, not taking things for granted and having empathy just helped me view life differently. I love that. That's great. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) That's scary. I didn't want to go deep. No, that's, that's, no, thank you. It, and it's true. But I mean, a big car accident, and it sounds like you've had a couple, like the T-bone in your, in your, uh, when you were a teenager and then this big one just recently, but those are scary. And, and you don't think about how fragile we are until like, but we are, you know, we're razor thin from, you know, we're fragile creatures, right? So, right. I mean, it, it's good that also you can see you've found positive out of it and think, Thankfully, you guys were all okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you could take situations like that either way. You know what I mean? You could take stressful situations. Like, I've had some stressful situations in my life that I've had to learn from and and develop a mentality of, okay, what have I learned from this situation and how am I going to move forward to make it different, to make it better, um, and just look at it differently. Yeah, I've had some crazy situations in my life. Like in high school, my, 
my house was broken into like four or five different times. My oh, parents wow. lived my parents lived at the top of a cul-de-sac with nobody behind us, so it was kind of like it was a perfect opportunity. Um, but there was one time I was in high school and I would normally go home for lunch, and that day I didn't go home for lunch. I don't know what came up or what changed my mind, and and that day during lunch my house was broken into, and and I think a lot of people around me knew that that my dad was a doctor and and knew like my life and and unfortunately i'm i'm pretty sure that person that broke into my house was was close to me like was a friend of mine because my neighbor drew uh miller was my next door neighbor and i listened to his podcast it was really awesome to catch up with what he was doing but yeah his mom saw a car in our driveway and sure enough my friends at the time drove a car just like that and when they broke into our house all they took was my dad's gun and and prescription drugs you know what i mean and so yeah so like and that's what i mean by like just changing my everyday value in life changing how i i viewed it and how critical it is because it could change in a blink of an eye that's nuts so yeah yeah. i think that's a great lesson to learn though that being able to extrapolate or like pull something out of those experiences because you're right you could see it either way you could take it as a negative or as a positive and then I think the the cool thing is hearing about the different experiences you've had it's really nice to be able to look back you know 20 years later and see like how things have changed and what results came from the decisions you chose to make at that time and I think it's cool that you're able to learn those lessons and be able to look back and be happy with the choices that you made yeah, yeah, I'm grateful for that also. And I think it kind of opened up my eyes as a parent to to be able to talk to my kids more. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times growing up, we didn't we didn't talk about our feelings or we didn't talk about situations going on. It was kind of just like you deal with it and you don't talk about it. And now that mental health is more of an awareness these days, we've opened up a door to be able to talk about it. And I probably over talk about things with my kids now. Like, are you okay? How was your day? What are you doing? What's going on? I, I really talk to my kids because I value what they're going through. And this world is a whole different place than it was with us growing up. You know what I mean? Like we'd go out do things. We wouldn't have a phone. Our parents would have no clue where we are. And we just show back up at the house. Right. And how, (laughs) It's a scary world. Like, I'm not about to let my kids do the things I did. <laughs> so, so we're going to talk about why you shouldn't do that and what could come of it because I've already done it. Like, you don't need to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you found any passions? Any new passions? My passions are my kids. I, I love that they've taken on sports and really value sports like I did. Um, my husband coaches a lot for our kids and, and he enjoys being involved. So I would say my kids and just like the outdoors and exploring. Um, I love a good game night. Elena and I get down on some games and can take on anyone in some games. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so if y'all have a game night, let us know and we'll be there. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I I do love some pickleball. It's an old people sport because the tennis court's too big. So I'll get down on some pickleball. 
really just anything outdoors, adventurous memories, experiences. I value those a lot more than I used to. I I would just go day by day and not and not value the experiences I had growing up. And my dad kind of showed me that way of like, you have to enjoy life. We'd go to Lake Powell all the time. We'd go camping all the time. Um, so I'm, I'm just trying to kind of instill that in my kids to just appreciate all the opportunities that we have and just go for it. I would just say I love having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> good time. <laughs> that's great. I love it. No, that's awesome. Do we, do we have any beef? No, uh, no, no. The one, the one beef I had was, was when, when we were younger in high school, we thought it'd be funny to toilet paper. I don't know if we toilet papered Matt Marchant or Brian Mace's house. I can't remember which one we toilet papered. And I was like, oh, this is a joke. It's funny. It's just toilet paper. And can I tell you, those suckers came over to my house and TP'd it confetti all over the front yard <laughs> like cd discs were thrown over our house and would land in our po- we found them in our pool <laughs> like, and the worst part I, it's not necessarily beef but i'm just like you suckers because i knew it was them and me and my sister were like we are not cleaning this up ourselves so we knew they were having a sleepover at brian mace's house and we went right over there the next morning and we're like nope Y'all are helping us clean this up. It is not happening. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So they came. They came for me in high school with that prank. Um, But I don't. I don't think I really have any beef with anybody. Like a lot of people. (laughs) A lot of people that I talk to and get to know after high school were like, "I thought you were a bitch in high school," and I'm like, "Why?" If you get to know me, I'm a really nice person. I'm just loud because I was the youngest of seven. I need to be heard. Okay. And, and I'm just an honest person. I try to give constructive criticism, I guess. You're just trying to help. It's that one, it's that one girl you yelled at during the, um, during the 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 graduation graduation (laughs) practice. (laughs) And the best part is Elena got the blame for that. (laughs) Systemic racism. I was just sticking up for Brienne. She was coming for Brienne, and I was like, mm, "You're coming for the wrong girl." Like, I take care of my people. That's so funny. I, I really am a nice, kind person. I promise. <laughs> just nice, kind person, just looking for a good time, and don't don't mess with my friends. Yeah, yeah. I take care of my people because I value relationships. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Do you have anything that you'd like to promote or anything else Any that you want to share? stories or anything? No, I just think that we should all get together for our 20th year reunion. Yeah, I'm like, plan- I'm, I want to go. I'm, I'm planning to go. I'll be there. And, and I, I went to our 10 year and it was okay. It was okay. We did okay. But I think we could take it up a notch. We could do better. And we have to kind of just get away from following people through social media. But I love social media because that's an easy way for me to keep up with people. And I don't have to talk to them on an everyday basis. But I would love to just get together with everybody because there's no better feeling than giving somebody a hug that you haven't seen in years or catching up with them in person and not through social media. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think we all need to get together. I mean, that's like one year away, essentially. Yeah. There's no plans for it yet, though, right? Are you looking at me? Yeah, I know. (laughs) You're the the class officer. (laughs) Megan Gorringe. (laughs) Ryan Goldsmith. Uh, I don't know. Missy? No, those two haven't been on the show yet, so I'm going to call them out. Uh, we'll start talking about it. We'll talk about it soon. I will Listen, say... if you need a good party planner, Elena's great at throwing events. Her Elena. wedding was great. Yeah, she'll spike the punch. <laughs> yeah, I will too. I'll help her. I'll help her. You know, it's funny that you say that, and I and I agree, because there's people that I haven't seen for years and years and years, but I see, the, I see the things that they post. I see, like, their updates with their kids and their life events. And uh, I don't know why I thought of this, but, like, we went to a funeral a few weeks ago. And I've been to a few, I don't know, we're all getting older. So it's like more people that we know are dying and it's sad. What I noticed at the last several funerals is no one has their cell phones out. Like everybody is talking and it's like some of these people are their family and friends and people that you haven't seen for years and they're living in the moment. And uh, and I I guess hearing you say that is like, yeah, it'd be so good to actually see people. And it's not just like, hey, I saw all your Facebook posts, but like, hey, let's talk and let's have a conversation and the only time the phones come out is to like to take a bunch of pictures, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You catch up with people. And like you said, you live in the moment to where you really value those people that you're involved with and social media takes away from that. It really does. So I just want to get everybody together and have a good time. <laughs> Love it. Bring the karaoke machine. Absolutely. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> and if you don't want to karaoke, you got to go. <laughs> Like no cover charge, but you have to sing. Right. Right. You have to sing. Yeah, that's at the door. You come in, you sign up. You're like, I think we just lost I'm 75% fit. of yeah. attendees right there. <laughs> oh, Holly, it's been so good to talk to you. It's been good to see you, and uh, thank you for you coming guys on. Too. Thank you. You guys, too. Thanks so much for having me, and it's good to catch up with you guys. Yeah, and when you're in town, let's let's get together for sure. Karaoke. I'm in. Elena knows how much I love it. (laughs) (laughs) We're ready. We're ready. Thank you very much. It's been great catching up with you. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Hey, have a good night. Good night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. So, Gonzo, we just finished talking to Holly. What are your thoughts? I have some thoughts. It was great. It was great to talk to her. It was one of the things that jumped out at me. It's like, yes, being grateful was awesome. I love what she said when she said, hey, I have my teacher and I have my mom. Like when she was talking about how who she is now. But I'm still like, I still have Holly. And I love that because I feel like a lot of the times as as adults, we get kind of swallowed up in, in maybe who we are as a parent or who we are as a and with our career. So it's like nice to know that, Hey, I'm still me. Like, I I don't know. I just love that. And yeah, I loved what she talked about being grateful. I thought it was great. Like taking things that, um, the death of her father, she's like, well, I want to, you know, because life is fragile. I want to make sure I make great memories and you know, those kind of things. And, and then, having hard experiences like yeah these these scary car accidents but you know i'm grateful that you know we were all fine and our and our kids were fine so i i love that i thought it was it was great i liked that and i liked that 
she even said like we were able to spend nine years up here in salt lake and spend time with my family and then to make that change and go down to vegas and now i get to spend my time with my husband's family and i thought that's just a, a cool experience that you know a lot of us either if we're married to somebody that's from here it's really easy to see both sides of the family but here it's like we're gonna uproot we're gonna leave salt lake we had all these experiences and now we're gonna go create some new experiences yeah and i thought that was really cool that she was able to do that i'm glad her family accepted her her husband after. i wanted to ask her um maybe she can send in a voicemail it's like i want to know what did that first interaction like did she have <laughs> yeah. to prime the pump like dad mom he's so great yeah, yeah it's this, like, this and this and this and this but like okay tell us about the actual first introduction yeah what racist things did your parents say <laughs> <laughs> but you know Please. i mean <laughs> but i think it's just i think it's awesome i think it, she said it, it worked out and everything was good and i'm glad that that scary potentially bad thing turned into something great and she's got three little kids so i guess that are all grown and just crazy. We're all getting older. Yeah. If you'd like to be on the podcast, send us an email, jordanhigh2004podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye.